When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The way I like to think about this is instead of just being like, I'm going to find the love of my life. That's bullshit. I think you can write down goals of, Mm -hmm. okay, things that I want to, to accomplish. Like if, if success in a relationship to me is marriage, like I think that you can write that down that you want to achieve that. Or maybe success in a relationship to you is like going on two good dates. Okay. You know, I think that you can just set clear intentions and for me, I think it, it makes it more real when you actually write it down. You have to look at it. Right. Like I put down my personal and professional goals, not my relationship goals. Because the other thing about relationship goals that's really hard for me to wrap my head around is there's a whole other person that these books don't account for Right in the equation. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, okay, you're saying that I have to do all of this work. But what what about that other person? Yeah. <laughs> are they doing any work? Yeah. Are they just showing up one day? Mm. And why can't I be the person that just shows up one day from right. someone else who did a bunch of work? Right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Eric Aspera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got a great episode for you this week. We are going to be talking about the book, Calling in the One. This book <laughs> blows my mind because you've told me that you know of people who they found like their significant other reading this book. Yes, this is, this is another recommendation. Okay. And it's, it says that it's seven weeks to attract the love of your life. That's less than two months. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah. That is pretty fast. I don't think I've done anything in seven weeks. Um, yeah, like, There's not either. even diet plans that are seven weeks. Yeah, not usually. Yeah. Realistic ones. Right. So <laughs> I uh, already have a lot of skepticism around this. Yeah. Basically, I have a male friend who is now married to this person. Okay. Uh, but he said his now wife, her and all her friends read this book, and then they all met their people that they married. In seven weeks. I don't know about the in seven weeks. I don't okay. think it's true with that part. But okay. he said like she had just read it right before they started dating, and now they're married. Okay. And so does she I, attribute their relationship and connection to this book? Or was it just happenstance? Because I read a lot of books. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> finished Ruth Bader Ginsburg's book. So, like, am I going to marry a politician? And will it be because, you know, or a judge, mm. you know, because I read that book? Probably not. That's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like maybe she just read it because her friends did and then they found people. And it's just a coincidence. But I mean, we'll get into the chapter today of basically, it's kind of like a life coaching type of book is my vibe of this book. Yeah, it's very, it feels like, like people who are into horoscopes are going to be super into this because it's a lot of like Mm. manifest and the universe. (laughs) And then also weirdly some Bible quotes, which I'm like, that's maybe offensive. Yeah, it flips a bit between God and the universe. So it's kind of like, it just feels like you're trying to reach a wide blanket of people per se. Yeah. And like the Catholic school that I went to, you can't have both. Mm. It's like, there's God. 
and that's it. Clear away all the obstacles that have been holding you back from love. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) There was one chapter in here. We're not going to talk about it, but it was like actually like physically clearing out space in like your closet and a drawer in your apartment Are so you that yeah so that when you find someone then you're ready i'm like do you know how sad it would be just to sit there and look at the empty drawer yeah or like <laughs> while you're dating someone they would see that yeah that'd be a little scary I'd be like it's ready for you yeah <laughs> like, okay. it's ready whenever you wish to enter is that where you're gonna put my body after you chop it up yeah like, damn yeah it's weird because really I thought that's that's a monumental moment in a relationship if someone clears out like a drawer for you. Yeah. I feel or they like... give you a toothbrush. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Fuck something that guy. Like that. <laughs> but today we were talking about setting and intention. Yes. Lesson number 23 from this book. Yes. It's the uh, Michael Jordan lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, we do actually have a winner from our giveaway last week. Oh, yes. For yeah. our lovely, lovely sponsor. Yes. Which is sunset lake cbd yeah and you guys get 20 percent off if you use our code sgs20 at sunsetlakecbd.com so we have a lucky winner that is winning some free gummies yeah free gummies and, and tree chocolate. fudge right yeah um so really just like hit the jackpot mm-hmm. with the gummies and the fudge for national candy month which is really fun Woo-woo. um our winner is Haley campbell Woo-woo. so we will uh dm you and get your address and all that info and make sure you are snacking on some cbd candy pretty soon yeah get your goodies you've tried the fudge right i know we've talked the about fudge. the gummies a lot mm-hmm. the fudge is I was very surprised at just like how smooth and rich it was. Yeah. I thought it was going to taste like very CBD, mm-hmm. you know? Most stuff does. Yeah. There's like a little taste of something. Yeah. But that, it was like smooth. I could have popped a bunch of them, but I was like, I'm just going to be fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always like a little nervous when I do anything. I'm like, is this going to be too much? Am I gonna, is this something going to hit me later? Right. Am I just going to be like the most mellow person around? Right. <laughs> I know. Like I'm almost like, does the fudge come from... You know, the Sunset Lake CBD farm used to be the dairy farm. Oh, yeah. So I'm that's like, right. is there a connection here between this milk fudge and, and the cows that used to be or still are there? Maybe. Maybe. We'll have to ask our people and report back. Yeah, I'm curious. We'll have to email our guy. Where, where's yeah. this fudge recipe come from? That's yeah. what I want to know. Like, do you still have dairy cows on the on site? <laughs> I grew up in farm country. I've looked at a lot of cows. Yeah, you're from Have Trabani you ever seen a cow run? No. It's great. Oh, they do run. They, I thought you were about to be like, they don't. No, they do run. <laughs> I know the trick of if cows are sitting, it means it's going to rain. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's wild. True. Yep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's enough info for me. Who needs the weather channel? That's my, that's my hinge fun fact now. <laughs> if cows are sitting, it means it's going to rain. <laughs> my other hinge fun fact is SGS20 for 20% off sunsetlakecbd.com. That's a really great fact. We it should would put that in our profiles. <laughs> put it in two truths and a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Different promo codes. Which one works? I don't know. Just every prompt is our promo codes yeah. now. Honestly, I'm not doing so great on the app, Listen, so I might have to do that. Look, not going to lie, I do have a podcast shout out in one of my answers now. Really? What is it? It says my mantra is, and I just wrote, shooters gotta shoot. Oh, I like that. Gets a lot of likes. I like that. People are a fan. Okay. (laughs) They have no idea it's about the podcast, but it's a fun, you know, it's a fun, it's dating terminology. It's why we call it the show. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But anyway, put it on your hinge, everybody. SGS20 for 20% off. (laughs) Sunsetlikecbd.com. Give this promo to everybody. We want everyone to have a good time. Okay, and uh, if you want extra percent off all of our goodies or just behind-the-scenes exclusives and want to support the show, you can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shoot. 
And on the latest episode, I cried. So if you want to get in there, <laughs> just <laughs> patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. Get on in there. Come listen to us deal with whatever problems we're dealing with. There's so many. So many. Which is partly me crying inspired this episode of the show. So <laughs> that's a real, that's a little little behind the scenes tip for everybody. Okay. So let's get to it. This book is by Catherine Woodward Thomas. So she would like us all to know that she is married. And white. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're not wrong. Uh, All right, let's go. First line in this chapter here. Okay. There are four steps to setting an intention. We'll start with the first three. The first step to have a thought and or a belief in a particular possibility. In this case, you must know and believe in your heart that you will find love. This is what Albert Einstein meant when he said, consciousness precedes all matter. Do you think it is what Einstein meant? Um, I don't think Albert Einstein was talking about love. I don't think so either. Like, I don't think Ben Franklin was either when he was talking about electricity. You know no. what I mean? Like, I didn't knock it out of the park in science class, but like, I would have gotten that question right. Yeah. You know, like, not a love guy. Okay. Uh, consciousness precedes all matter. We must believe in the possibility of a particular intention before it can come to us. So this is the whole, like, if you don't believe you're going to find love, you're not going to find love. Yeah. Like, I do agree that there's a mentality and you need to be, like, open to it. Mm -hmm. But I disagree with the premise that if you're open to it, it is absolutely going to happen. And I feel like this is what it's reinforcing. Because this is something you and I talk about all the time. Like, okay, like, we're saying, you know, where is this person? Mm -hmm. And nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> a lot of duds. A lot of duds. A lot of swings and a miss. Yep. Or it's also just like, how do you make yourself truly believe something? Yeah, especially when, let's just bring it to like modern terms, right? Uh-huh. You're going on a bunch of app dates. They suck. You're mm-hmm. talking to people. It's terrible. You keep getting burned. So it's like, okay, how do you see past that? Because I think you have to have like a little bit of just like, not self-awareness, not social awareness to be like, this is going great. It's fine. It's like, no, I'm getting my teeth kicked in every day. Mm. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should go read some of uh, Einstein's, you know, theories and yeah. see if he's got something hidden in there. Yeah, maybe E equals MC squared really stood for. <laughs> <laughs> that was a love theory. All right. Let's see the second step. The second step to speak your intention out loud. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. As we are made in the image and likeness of God, so we too create through the power of our word. Most of us use language as though it were simply a descriptive rather than a creative tool. However, language is a powerful creative force that we would do well to harness. Yeah, so I hate this one. This is is a lot of word jumble. Yeah, you know, Jesus also turned water to wine, but I can't do that. And if I could, (laughs) I would do it a lot. So... I don't understand, like, the God quotes here. And if you actually read the Bible, mm. we are created in his likeness, but we are n- we do not have the same powers as God, and that's pretty clear in Genesis. Yeah, this just feels like this is, like, the positive affirmations thing. Yeah, and I think the, the way I like to think about this is instead of just being like, I'm going to find the love of my life, that's bullshit. I think you can write down goals of, mm-hmm. okay, things that I want to to accomplish like if if success in a relationship to me is marriage 
Like, I think that you can write that down that you want to achieve that. Or maybe success in a relationship to you is like going on two good dates. Okay. You know, I think that you can just set clear intentions. And for me, I think it it makes it more real when you actually write it down. You have to look at it. Like, I put down my personal and professional goals, not my relationship goals. Because the other thing about relationship goals that's really hard for me to wrap my head around is there's a whole other person that these books don't account for right in the equation Mm -hmm. that it's just like okay you're saying that i have to do all of this work but what what about that other person (laughs) are they doing any work yeah are they just showing up one day Mm. and why can't i be the person that just shows up one day from someone else who did a bunch of work right Oh, I feel that. Maybe I should just say that out loud and it'll happen. <laughs> I'm just going to show up one day and you're going to like it. Yeah. And you're going to like me. You're going to love me forever. You're going to accept me for who I am. You're going to give me the biggest diamond in all the land. Yeah. This second step, I would uh, I would have preferred if it was just was like, hey, the first step, try to have some clear thoughts and intentions of what you want. And the second step is to say those things out loud to make yourself believe it. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. And it would also be shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Not all this mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. The third step here. And the third step, to take actions that support the manifestation of your intention and abstain from those that sabotage it. Actually, faith without action is not faith at all, but merely an idea of faith that holds little power to affect change. We must ground our insights and understandings into the concrete world by taking actions that support what it is that we are committed to. Okay, it's saying to put it into action, which I agree with. But that's so ambiguous. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Or like the faith metaphor, I don't fully understand. No. Like, it'd be like, oh, you can't just have faith. Like, even if you just were like, you have to pray. I'm like, yeah, give me like a correlation here. Yeah. Then why does religion exist if you can't just have faith? Right. Isn't that the whole thing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, why aren't there concrete steps of like, this is what it means to put your intentions into action and also how to not sabotage because i agree that you can self-sabotage but also how like sometimes it's not that clear yeah i mean this is why like people hire like a dating coach or go through like a dating course intensive is because they want someone to point it out it's like no no no, map it out for me directly yeah it's not like you're gonna read this like garble shit and be like oh i know exactly what i was doing wrong it's so clear to me now right like it's just so ambiguous yeah, like like you said, you can self-sabotage. So it's like, oh, abstain from actions that sabotage it. But like in a dating term, it's like, okay, well, give us a couple of examples. What does that mean? Does that mean choosing to stay in when I'm tired? Right. And the well, the one I think of actually is like meaningless hookups. But we're human beings. Mm. And sometimes you got to scratch the itch, you know? Yeah, there was something I saw the other day and it like really hit home. I feel like it was a TikTok. All right, so sue me. Okay. <laughs> but it was something of like someone was saying, ever notice how like when you create new standards for yourself that basically you're like more alone? Yeah. Or you're like getting less action. Yeah. And and then someone else like replied to it and was being like, 
Yeah, no one talks about this part. Everybody's always like, don't accept people that are this, this, and this. You know, you are the prize. You need a person that does X, Y, and Z. And don't accept less than that. Don't even sleep with that guy who doesn't deserve you. And blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, well, where's the part where you're like, yeah, I mean, I just like kind of haven't done anything in six months physically on like a basic level, like making out with the person. And like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm losing my mind. It's lonely. Yeah, very lonely. And the other thing of just even like boundaries, but then also we were talking about this earlier, uh, you know, before we started recording of even when you start to get different levels of success and elevate yourself to people, all of a sudden you're alone. It's like, okay, well now I, I have to just celebrate this by myself. Right. It's like, I have no one to share this with. It's like, so do I need to diminish myself to have people around me or like, I guess that's why they say, like, it's lonely at the top. That's what I was just about to say. You know? They're saying it's lonely at the top, uh, you know. And it, and I feel like it is kind of the same in love of, like, okay, I'm not on this, you know, let's say, like, hookup thing anymore. You're like, okay, I don't want to be in this hookup pool anymore. And let's use the metaphor of, like, you're in the pool to hook up people, and now you're like, I'm the lifeguard. I'm, a, I'm up here. I'm searching around. I'm looking for something else. I'm not looking for something in the pool. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, there's no one up here with me. Right. And that sucks. Yeah, it's really fucking shitty. Yeah, or it's almost like, here's a thought on this whole theory of the like, don't, don't, you know, even talk to or put any energy into these people that are like, you know, say don't want marriage or don't want this or blah, 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 these hookup people. There's almost something in my brain of being like, is that almost the trick of like, you're making yourself lonely enough that like the next person that comes that just is like a little bit above everyone else, you'll like be more likely to just settle and take oh, them oh maybe you know maybe well especially because uh, i think this is that kind of feeds into the, th- the theory of like why people on apps especially like bumble and tinder where it's like just the pure swipe don't really like stop and settle down is because there's that like mentality of well there's always a the next one there there's always one more uh-huh. and when you do pull yourself out of it and you're sitting there for all and you're like no one's around Mm-hmm. And then someone finally does. It's like, well, I got to keep them. Yeah. Or the first person that actually meets the standards. Yeah. You're not so much worried of like, do I actually like them? You're more worried of, do they meet my standards? Right. You're kind of overlooking a little bit of like this chemical connection, which is the f- really fun part about the hookup people mm. is there's kind of this electricity with them. Yeah. Or like with this whole manifesting mentality of just like, believe it's going to happen. Believe like this person's going to walk into your life and you're going to find love. I People I know that are very like that, though, it's like every person, I feel like almost every person they go on a date with, they're like, oh, my God, I think this is going to be my guy yeah. or my girl. These people that super romanticize it. Yeah, and I think those people get hurt a lot more. Yeah, but like when you do go in so, so like blindly optimistic, mm. like I do think that there is an issue of just getting kind of trampled on. You know, of all of a sudden, like, you come out of something. I think that's the situationships, right? Yeah. Is you fall into these things, you get everybody else out of your your view, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're, like, devastated when it's over. Right. It's like, because you said you were going to only focus on this one person, and I don't think that's really practical in modern dating. Is not. It puts so much pressure on the thing that you have, too. Like, I don't know how someone can follow these principles and not just feel this, like, crippling pressure of, but it's, this is what I said is going to have to, it's going to happen, so it has to happen when it doesn't. 
work out. Yeah, I mean, have you ever done any type of like positive affirmation saying out loud? Like like a I say this every morning sort of thing? So I I don't say things out loud. I do when I run, I repeat things in my head. Like okay. when I particularly when I feel like stuck in a career situation, um I repeat like yeah, little like lines in my head. Um but I feel like those are more um, I think about the ways that I can take control. Okay. And there, I think a career is just so different because you can, there are things that you have direct control over. Mm-hmm. You know, you can control your performance, you can control your output, and you can also go look elsewhere. But like a relationship is just so, so different. Of I don't think you can control the person that walks into your life. No, you can't. So, and it has, it has worked for me of like, especially when I've been really set on making a big career move, um, that's when I do it. And it, the change does tend to happen like pretty quickly because I'm in this mentality of like, okay, like I'm going to make a change. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that I was using most recently was just getting on a rhythm of to the, the beat of the music when I was running of saying the change is mine to make. Okay. And then I just, every time I would sit down to do something, I would just, or every time I felt like really down or like I wasn't going somewhere, I'd say to myself, the change is mine to make Mm -hmm. that if something is going to happen, I'm the only one who can make the change. No one is going to sit here and like hand me a promotion. No one is going to sit here and hand me a new job. I need to go take it. Right. But that's not how a relationship works, especially not for women. We've been told a million times. Right. Yeah, it's like there's maybe certain dating things you could change the pattern, but it doesn't. Yeah, there's no direct correlation to the outcome. Well, I think even when you're talking to someone, those behaviors are the things that suffocate a relationship because I can go after something professionally with everything I have and I'm driven, I'm successful, I'm all these positive things. But if I go after a relationship and I say, I want to be your girlfriend or these are, I want you to answer my text before you look at my Instagram stories, you know, <laughs> like just treat me with respect. Yeah. I'm kind of a bitch yeah, or it suffocates the person. Mm-hmm. And then you feel that it kind of goes to like that attachment theory. You feel that person just start to pull away. So then you say more like, no, I need you to do these things. And then it just, it, that communication just pushes them away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I hear you. Yeah. Speaking hypothetically, of course. Uh, Well, it says here that our greatest chance for success in manifesting our heart's desire lies in the engagement of all three steps. Believing in the possibility, speaking what it is that we are committed to creating, and taking actions consistent with that future. In other words, I believe that finding love is possible for me, and I tell those people who are capable of seeing that possibility as well, and probably even those I'm dating, that I'm committed to finding the one. Then I do what is consistent with that intention as well as refraining from doing that which is not. So this is the part that annoys me is like it's not telling you what are things that are consistent with the intention of finding love and what are things that are not consistent with that intention. Yeah, like I I just don't understand. And I also think it's a little I'm kind of torn on the telling people you're dating that that's exactly like you want to find the one? Yeah, or saying I'm committed to finding the one is like, God, no, would I phrase it like that? Hell no. Right, because it almost makes them feel like they're like auditioning for something. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Or it feels, okay, I've had many male friends talk about this of like, 
I don't feel like she really liked me. I feel like she really wanted a boyfriend and I was just was the next one to walk in. Yeah, I've heard a lot of men say this too. So being like, I'm looking for the one feels like, oh, this girl's going to marry the next guy she dates. Right. Especially if you're saying that early. Right. And that's, men can definitely, they can't tell a lot, but they can smell that. Right. And also the just telling other people, mm-hmm. it like friends and stuff, it's... Like, I understand they're trying to get to this accountability thing, but I think you need to have a little bit more more behind what you're telling your friends. I think, I don't know what book we read that recommended this. There have been so many, but the one that was like, tell your friends you want to be set up. Mm-hmm. Don't just be like, I want to get married and I want to meet someone. It's like, yeah, everybody does. Yeah, We're all sitting here does. single, bummed out. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you want. Mm-hmm. I think this just meeting the one is so ambiguous. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't phrase it to friends that way either. Of like, I want to find the one I want to get married. Like whatever. I think it would just be the more like, Hey, like if you know anyone that you would set me up with, like I'm open to it. Yeah. I think that's all you have to say. Yeah. She's like, I'm open to it. Right. If you know anybody. Yeah. Because I think also if you go in too hard on your friends, that puts so much pressure on them. And then it's like, you're always the person kind of bumming them out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's see. It says here, setting an intention such as the intention to cultivate the characteristics of love is proactive rather than a passive process. I'm like, I feel like it's just like this of like, whatever. If you write down your intention of like, I would like to get married. And even say in X amount of time, I want to have, have marriage at this, uh, by this time and I want to have a kid by this time. You're, quote, putting that into the universe, right? I feel like it's almost like the point of doing that is just that when you are in a situation where you go, hmm, should I do this? You're supposed to like refrain back to, but is that going to get me to X, Y, and Z? But isn't that that whole concept, like whole societal concept of women kind of go crazy at 30? Because the society makes it that your goal, you should be married and starting to have kids by 30. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if you don't start to meet your goal, what happens? Like, I think putting it on a timeline can be so toxic because there's so many things that can impact that timeline. Yeah. Or that's when you feel like you see people do the settling move. Exactly. You're like, yeah, this was just the next person that you dated and that liked you. Right. And I don't feel like you truly, really love them, but it just was like okay, should I accept this person now because I want especially kids? Right. And I've seen a lot of people do that and then later are like not very happy in their marriage. And it's like, well, you chose it because you wanted the kid at the end of the goal. Right. Which there's so many ways today to go about that. And it's like, I don't know. I think you can also go to doctors and understand your own biology a lot more today than you know, even our parents' generation. Of, right. Okay, your timeline might actually be quite a bit longer than you thought. Right. And I don't know. It's also just intention is so broad here of like, what should you be setting to not have this like toxic relationship with yourself? Because marriage is so, so big. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, should my intention be to just get into a relationship, get someone to commit? And then set a new intention. Because that's the mm-hmm. way, you know, like as athletes, that's the way goals work. Right. You don't say I want to, 
you know, I want to start shooting three pointers the first day you play basketball. It's no, I want to learn how to do a layup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I want to learn how to shoot outside the key, you know? Yeah. And so you got to work up to things. And I, I think setting such a huge intention is setting yourself up to fail. I mean, I'd agree with that in a proactive way, according to <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> um, okay. So here it says the words we say actually serve as a sort of instruction manual to the universe. The whole universe is genuflecting to you constantly. If you complain that all the good ones are taken, then you'll probably meet only married or engaged people that you're attracted to. If you believe in your heart that you'll never find true love, then my guess is that you're probably right. Okay, so I did have a phase where I was meeting a lot of married and taken men, and I was saying that there are no good ones out there. (laughs) (laughs) I will disclose that. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, I dealt with this of, uh, you know, matchmaker Rio's thing was like, oh, go to like your friend's barbecue and, mm-hmm. and, and, and pay attention to like, what kind of guys would you want to date and who's dating that guy and like, who are their friends? Yeah. And so then I went to, you know, the barbecues or whatever that I had a couple parties that were like relationship guys that I knew that were friends. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. This will be cool. I'll meet like their friends. Yeah. Everyone's in a relationship. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, oh, I was right. You are friends with relationship guys and everyone's taken. Right. They so don't like, stay on the market long. So is that, is that on me, universe? Like, am I not am I not putting myself out there correctly? Maybe your intention wasn't specific enough, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go to this relationship friends party and meet another relationship type person who is also single. I do like, not I want to, to break someone's home up. <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez. Yeah. Then it says, this is why it is so important to have integrity with our word. It trains the universe to take us seriously. If someone is inconsistent with their word, it is like a child who lies continually. You stop taking her seriously. She could tell you that the house is burning down and you'd take your sweet time getting out. But if someone with a history of speaking the truth told you the very same thing, you would have quite a different response. This is a weird take on the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Or like I said, it's just like you can have integrity of like backing up your word. Like, like I said, of like, uh, I've been in the thing of like, okay, I don't want to hook up with anyone anymore. I'm only going to like, you know, the next person I like have sex with is going to be someone like I really care for that. I'm actually dating, blah, blah, blah. Right. You'll make whatever (laughs) new set of rules for yourself. And then whatever amount of time goes by and you've done nothing. There's been no person. There's been no nothing. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there being like, I'm keeping the integrity of my word. But the longer this time goes by, the less I believe that I will meet someone that just meets these basic standards. Yeah. It's like I'm starting to doubt that I'm doing the right things. Right. And also this whole just paragraph is personifying the universe in such a disgusting way. It's making it sound like the universe has its individual thoughts and actions. It's like, no, it doesn't. This isn't a player in the game. Don't add another person here. Like I already can't even find a dude. (laughs) Don't add one more that I got to convince it. It's all going to work out. Right. It's like, where's the thing that really teaches you how to really change your mind and believe? Because I hate when it's just like, you you just have to believe. Right. It's like, this isn't Santa Claus. I'm not, you know, six years old anymore. Right. You, like, that's what it feels like. Or it's like, oh, actually, it's, Santa Claus is a better analogy than this lady. Thank you. Because... <laughs> Because like, you know, when you're like, oh, Santa Claus is real and you believe, believe, believe. And then all of a sudden you see something that like tips you off and you're just like, wait a minute. And it just destroys your belief. And it's kind of like when you believe that there are, quote, good people, great people out there. I'm going to find someone great, blah, blah, blah. And you go out with someone. So you go out with someone who, like we have, uh, apparently has a girlfriend that we don't fucking know about. Oh, yeah. They're fun. Like shit like that happens to you of just like dealing with basically bad people or whatnot. That you're just like, 
yeah, you've just, now my belief is gone. Right. Like you ruined Christmas. Right. Like if anything, you're like, no, I need to find a person that does make me believe again. Exactly. I need to find another Santa. <laughs> Where's the other Santa? Or at least an elf. <laughs> Someone. All right. So here's her own story. When I called my friend Naomi in December to tell her that I would be engaged by my birthday in August, I did so because I'd been successfully setting intentions in other areas of my life. Like an athlete who gets stronger the more she practices, I too was gaining strength in my ability to create with my word. Okay, that analogy is a bit offensive um, because that's not really how it works. Mm. You know, it's I think she's comparing like such a mental thing to... Like, it, it's not apples to apples going to the gym right. and trying to get a relationship or trying to get a ring from another person. Because similar to, like, a profession, either you go to the gym, you put in the time, and you get better at your skills. Right. Or you don't. Mm. And that's on you as as an athlete. But then th- there's just, with that other person variable, it's like you can be doing all the right things and you're just meeting scumbags. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. You know? And also, okay, December, she wanted to be engaged by August. So what's that? It's nine, literally eight months. Eight, eight nine months. months. So I'm like, are you in a relationship and you're manifesting? you just talking about rings in front of your boyfriend? Yeah, that's the part that's tough because it's like, okay, engaged is extreme because, you know, in a traditional relationship, uh, it's like the man is proposing to you. Right. So, so it's like you don't have control over that. And how many women do you know that are just so upset of, or they go through that cycle of when is he going to do it? I don't think he's going to do it. It's like because they anguish over it because there's no control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says I had developed a certain level of consistency between what I said and the actions I took. It's like exercising a muscle. You get better at it the more you do it. And it's best to build yourself up slowly but steadily. For those who run marathons, taking a 10-mile jog is not that big of a deal. For me, you'd end up scraping me off the pavement after the third or fourth mile. Most of our abilities have to be cultivated and developed one day at a time. So it's funny that she's like, I'm going to be engaged in eight months, and then just immediately goes, well, you know, you got to like build up to it. You got to build your muscle. Yeah, because it's also like she's completely taking herself and her, I think, basic human needs out of this equation too because it's like someone who you knew for eight months if let's not even say engaged just asked you to do any binding contract that would put your lives together forever or you would both you know face a pretty heavy financial burden Mm -hmm. if it didn't work out would you say yes someone you knew for eight months Mm, no like i wouldn't say yes right then right i think by eight months just at the point I am in life, I would know if I saw a true future with them. Right. But if they were like, let's be engaged right now, I'd be like, chill. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's insane. Because it's like you don't really know someone after eight months. Right. Um. You know what this actually reminds me of? Have you ever seen the Friends episode and it's Rachel's 30th birthday? Yeah. And she's dating that like much younger guy. Yeah. And she's kind of freaking out because obviously she's a woman, 30, the show's in the 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> and like so she starts mapping out her thing of like okay well i want to have a kid by this day but i you know so that means i need, I should be married by this age and i would like to be married for say two years mm-hmm. and but then before i get married i want to at least date this person i want to date this person the year before i'm engaged then be engaged for a year like she maps it out and then she goes so i need to meet that person and it ends up being like right now 
Yeah. I need to be that person at 30. And it makes her basically realize like, okay, I shouldn't be messing around with this younger man. Right. Because he's not in five years going to be married to me and giving me a baby. Right. Which is reasonable. Like that, that looking at it is reasonable. And I believe is the like, okay, you're setting your intention. Like she's like, okay, I would like to have a kid by this age. And like looked at her life and was like, oh, I'm dating much younger men. Not the move. Yeah. And she's able to look at that younger person and be like, we're not on the same page. Like we right. were doing this for fun. Cause I do think sometimes you can date younger and mm. they might, you know, mentally and emotionally be on the same path, but yeah, to be able to look at it and be like, this isn't going to work out. I got to cut the ties now. Right. That's important. Or just this woman that wrote this, it just sounds like she's someone that just isn't consistent with her word. She doesn't stick to her guns. Uh, so I read this as like going back to the archives and like, throwing out some like spicy dms or whatever Mm. she was doing when this book was written okay you know just doing stuff that you're like i know this isn't gonna go anywhere all right so i do in some ways kind of respect this move of like telling a friend because like okay then when i you know telling a friend because if you know yourself that you're not going to actually stick to your guns Mm. even though she says she's really great at that but it sounds like (laughs) she needs someone to be like why are you doing that right we've all had that friend or been that friend who's about to send like a drunk text or something mm-hmm. and then you look over at the friend and you're like the fuck you doing right now yeah it, that, yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. like that move of like stop that yeah or it's um um the friend that's like oh my god you know who texted me and they say like their ex and you're just like yeah i thought you said you blocked them right and it's just like oh you just got caught unblocking yeah like, oh thought you blocked him now you're suddenly back in contact how about that yeah mm. and like not feeding into that vicious yeah, like toxic yeah. cycle Mm-mm-mm. um all right so it says setting that intention out loud to another person obliged me to transform myself into the kind of woman who would actually be available to love another human being because i knew that i didn't stop with naomi but actually began telling most people in my life including the men that i was dating that i was committed to getting married and then she says, I tried to tell them in a way that didn't freak them out. Yeah, give examples, Catherine. Because <laughs> that's a tough thing to say. Yeah, right? All right. Inherent in this process of setting an intention is a certain paradox. And that is the fourth and equally important step. Without understanding this phenomenon, our ability to affect change in our lives will be drastically diminished. We must remain completely unattached to the outcomes that we are committed to creating. In other words, we must do our best to live 100% committed to whatever intentions we set without being attached to the results that we are getting. How do you do that? I don't know because the next line goes, we simply cannot get caught up in trying to force the river of life to go in one particular direction. That is what this whole fucking chapter was just about. Right. Is setting yourself on a path. But it's like, don't be bummed out when it doesn't work. Yeah. So like her thing of, I want to be engaged by my birthday. Okay. So what if you're not? Yeah, it's like, do now you what? self-evaluate? What's, now what? You're not bothered by that? Your right. theory just didn't work. Yeah. And you know what? You clearly weren't an athlete because that's not how athletes' minds work. No. Of, you know, you put in all this work and then you don't get better. Yeah, you don't get the results you want. Right. And, and you're just, just fine like, with that? No. Uh, yeah, see, this is the life coach, bu- life coach bullshit of like, say I said that. Say I was like, I want to have a boyfriend by the time I'm 31. Okay, I just turned 30. So I'm like, oh, I got a year. And in yeah. one year, I want to I want to have a boyfriend. I want to have a committed boyfriend that i'm in love with let's say okay so then let's say that doesn't happen i go back to my life coach if i'm like yo i've been doing all these things i set my intention i've been doing x y and z and it didn't happen and if they looked at me and said well it's because you're not truly believing i would be like give me all of my fucking money back yeah like are you out of your mind i would lose it you out of your mind yeah what are you supposed to do like 
pray on a mat five times a day or something. Yeah. This is, this is just like with sign shit when someone's like, you know, they say something and you're like, yeah, I'm a Taurus. And then they're like, oh, well, no, actually it's what your moon is. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You just backtracked <laughs> on what you said. Yeah. And now you're regretting it because you were wrong. Right. So I'm like, what the hell is this? You don't know your chart. I just, this, this is hundred percent what a life coach would say. They would just be like, well, you're, cause you're not truly believing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't. And I'd be like, well, I definitely don't now. I was, yeah. but now that my birthday just came back and I'm still alone, then no, I don't. <laughs> and I really hope I got a lot more money for my birthday. <laughs> right. Like, hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's always the, th- that's always the thing. It's always the like, oh, okay. Maybe this year will be my year, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's not. And you're like, great. Another year goes by. And just like the more those years go by, the more you're just like, well, what the fuck? Where Where is this person? Right. And like to a degree, I do believe that attitude can impact results in anything that you do. Like attitude and outlook. Right. But this manifestation bullshit, we got to get it out. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you go into something of like a good attitude, okay, like I'm going to have a really good date. You know, I'm going to put the best me out there. I think that's the best that you can do. And then just keep taking it one step at a time instead of like, yeah, the universe is just going to hand me a diamond ring this year and (laughs) it's all going to be perfect. And, you know, because three other people have given them to me. Yeah. That's trash. No, it's it's easy. And I agree with you. If like with anything in life, it's like, yeah, you want to be around positive, happy people. Mm -hmm. You you need to have a positive attitude with dating for dating to work. Right. Because when I start to feel negative and get down, I'm like. I should take a break because I know I'm like, I'm not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm down and out and people can probably read that on me. Yeah. Which I'm like that part I understand. So that's why I'm more like, what, what gets you to really be positive and really believe. And that part is tough. Like there was one line in this chapter that said something of like, Oh, and then when my friends like got engaged, like I wasn't jealous. I was just purely happy for them. And it's like, bullshit. Parties no, you are jealous. Not. Yeah. And it's okay to be jealous. We talked about it with Rachel last episode. Right. Like jealousy is a thing that happens. It's an emotion and your emotions are valid. Right. And also anytime you've seen that, if you're truly good friends, you know, you're going to the wedding or you're going to be in the wedding immediately. Your mind is like, great. I'm sitting there alone again. Mm-hmm. And if you're not thinking like that, then I don't think you truly want to be with somebody. Yeah. Because I don't I don't see how you can just be in separate lanes with that. Nobody who actually feels anything can. Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring this up because I like this person. Okay. Lindsay Metzler we had on the show. Yes. Love Lindsay. She's a serial monogamous. She always is in relationships. She is. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have been hard at any point for her to have a partner. Okay. We asked her, what was the longest you've been single? One year. Right. What? In New York City? I haven't even been in a relationship in a year. Wild. Boyfriends in college and after college in New York City. It's insane. Yeah, it's impressive. But it's something with her. It's just like, if she's like, I believe in love, I'm like, of course you do. Yeah, you keep it works finding out. it. Yeah, it works out it for you. It keeps happening. Where are you looking, girl? Where's your longest where's your <laughs> longest streak been of not finding love and not getting laid? Yeah. It's that's... been very low. Right. So it's like very easy for her to have a rule that's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't sleep with them right away. I wait for this many dates. And I'm like, well, you know, when you have a breakup very quickly, you are on date number five with somebody else, which good for you. Yeah. But it's just like, you don't understand then the other side of things. Right. Like when you know that all those dates are coming, you got more on 
you know, on tap basically. Like you and I were having a conversation earlier, like a text, are you going to reply to this text? And I was like, no, because I don't think I'm even going to get one back. Right. You know, it's like if you haven't been that low, Mm -hmm. you don't understand Mm -hmm. just that frustration of like, oh my God, I have to, am I going to even get another date? Yeah. Let's see. What does it end on here? We speak the word and then we let go, trusting that as we do our best to live congruently with the intention that we set, whatever happens is perfect. That's the other thing. <sighs> Ever, whatever happens is perfect. Honestly, get that out of here. They should have, mm-hmm. the editor should have cut that line because no, even if you do get into a relationship, get engaged get married all those things it absolutely is not going to be perfect so if you just get in there and like okay i achieved my goal now i can just you know kind of sit on cruise it's the rest of my life is perfect no you got a lot coming and it's hard everybody who is in relationships says there's so much work it's really hard and whether you're in a relationship or just dating but more so like say you're actually in one right so you finally find you do this manifesting you're with someone right and you're like i'm happy i'm happy happy it's like there's so many things in life that like basically force you to have to pivot and change something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that, that's not at all mentioned in here. No. That's the part that's like annoying. That's the part that's annoying me is the, to end this chapter being like, Oh, don't, don't remain attached to the outcome. It's like, well, you just told me to set an intention with a clear outcome. Yeah. And go towards that thing. So yeah. Then what, what, what happens when the outcome doesn't happen? Yeah. Am I not supposed to care about a huge chunk of my life? Because I'm going to care. Yeah. Like you're making me care. If I'm saying these intentions every day. If I'm reading this damn book. To all my friends. Because <laughs> that's what we talked about of like, sometimes it, you don't even want to say, I want to have kids to people, you know, because you're like, okay, so what if I end up being the woman without kids? Right. And everybody's sitting there feeling bad for you. Right. Like, oh, she really wanted kids. Yeah. And it didn't happen for her. Dude, or even on like a more micro level of the telling your friends thing of just have you ever had that feeling when you start seeing someone and you tell your friends and you're like, okay, like, I think it's going really well. I really want you to meet them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're going to come and then it dies. And then you just sit there feeling so foolish. Yeah. Yeah. Or you tell everyone you're dating someone and then they come and then they tell people that you're not dating. Oh, I've yep. that. that's yeah. like, oh, we're just hooking up. We're like, Oh, Sick. is that what it is? Sick. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Glad you told all those people instead yeah, of me first. That's okay. great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who looks? Who looks good now? <laughs> but should I just been like, well, you know, I wasn't attached to the outcome. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm hurt by that. Yeah. And I, that's justified. You should be hurt by that. Ugh. So yeah. in summary, manifesting is bullshit. Yeah. The last thing it ends on is practice the art of doing without doing. Aim yourself truly and then maintain your aim without manipulative effort. Well, I'm glad they ended on a clear note. Yeah. Yeah. Glad (laughs) they cleared all that up. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. It's almost like as as much as we get annoyed by books, it'll be like, and this is the rule. And then don't sleep with them till this date and don't do X, Y, Z. I'm like, well, at least they have a clear freaking pathway and intention. Yeah. And at least like if I sleep with someone on the first date and they don't text me, I can be like, that might be why. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. You'll give me a reason. Yeah. As opposed to just like believe. Right. And it's something that I'm like, I, I don't know. Do we sound like bitter people this whole episode? I don't think so. This is just like. I think we're realists. It feels like this is this is criticism, but it's not constructive criticism. That's what it feels like. The book? Yes. Yeah. That's the whole vibe. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just, this is how I would rewrite this chapter. 
I would be like, you have to have a positive attitude when you're trying to date and when you're out in the world. Yeah, I would agree with that's, that. That's all I would say, as opposed to everything she said. I do think that our rule of dating with intention is important, but like define your intention. And I do think that you should be attached to the outcome because I think if you're truly dating with intention, then you're changing a little bit about your behavior, mm-hmm. most likely. And so you should be attached to how that worked out. And like, you know, like I said earlier, maybe a success isn't marriage, but it's like, okay, I had a good date and I got over some fear that I had about going on this date. Mm. I took this small step and now I'm a little bit better for it. Right. So my chapter would be a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying all I took from that was just like, yeah, sometimes I am not in a positive mind space. Yeah, and, and we I'm all get that forcing way. myself to do X, Y, and Z. So that's like the part of it's like you can't force and manipulate whatever. Path. Right. But she would probably disagree of like, say, taking a break. Because it's right. like, oh, you're you're getting off that path of intention. It's negative energy. Yeah. You're uh, not believing. Good vibes only. Yeah. That's what this book is. That's yeah, that's what the chapter Calling is. Calling in the one, it's just good vibes only. <laughs> just good vibes. Good vibes. Don't let anyone bad vibes come in. No bad vibes, just good vibes. We're just we're good vibes. I have it on a quote poster in my room. It's good vibes only. Just whatever. Um, all right. Well, that is it for today. Uh would not recommend buying this book. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry, Catherine. That. Uh use your money at Sunset Lake C B D. Yeah. Yeah. Use SGS twenty for twenty percent off Sunset Lake C B D instead. Well, thank you all for listening and you can follow us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod for more giveaways and whatnot. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.